When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pick up your phone while driving, and you might need to be picked up from work. Break the speed limit, and you could be breaking plans with your mates. Leave L or N plates off your car, and you could be left getting taxis for the next six months. So ask yourself, is it really worth it? Seven penalty points over three years will disqualify learner and novice drivers for six months. Steer clear of points, and stay on the road. A message from the Road Safety Authority. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to the Blood and Mud podcast, the podcast that after this tour kind of welcomes the comforting embrace of the boiling seas that will soon be coming our way. Yeah, come, uh, yeah, I mean... The, Is it like 2027 or something, if, the seas yeah, will boil stop, or something? If the Gulf Stream stops, does that mean we have to stop fucking sending lions to us to the Southern Hemisphere? <laughs> Is that how it works? Well, in the Goldstein stocks, we'll be living in Siberia, basically. So, <laughs> oh, so rugby then will become an entirely indoor sport. Good. <laughs> yeah, so that was bad news, wasn't it? That report today. I mean, talk about I mean, you very know, predictable. Tell me news, something we didn't yes, know. Yeah. Uh, undeniably, still a bit of a pisser. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I am Lee. Hello, everyone. And over there is. Mm-hmm. I'm Josh. You know that already. Uh, yeah, so we've it's all over. The tour is over. We'll be talking about that soon, won't we? We will. In a few short, briefest, shortest minutes, minutes that will seem blissfully short, too short by comparison. We're on the Can't live wait. stream. Those of you can see us. Hello. Hello. Josh is wearing a lovely Stad Rochelet t-shirt. Yes, I am. I'm, I'm wearing a purple jumper. It might not look purple on your screen, but it is. <laughs> uh, right, so... Um, We've done the introductions. Apart from watching the game and getting a bit hacked off or whatever, we'll come to that later on. But uh, how was how was your weekend beyond that, John? Did you do anything? Um, I cleaned all of the windows inside my house. Um, wow, we had yeah, well, because you had the windows, the outside windows done on Thursday, and then obviously when the outside windows have been cleaned and your windows still look fucking rancid. Then there's only re- there's only really one finger that you can point at in terms of who is responsible for this. So uh, oh, yes. I got one of those. You got one of those window vacs. What was it like the squeegee thing? Yeah, and it hoovers the dirt off the window. Very good. See, I got one of them, but uh, mm. it, it wasn't any good to me because the rubber was too wide to fit in the lattices of my sash windows. <laughs> <laughs> I was about I mean, that for a level of twattery. That is some first world problem shit right there. Yeah. So I gave Dear it to Car- my mother. She was very happy to have it. So Dear Karcher, please can you create an attachment for your all powerful window back to accommodate these small gaps between sash windows? Yours sincerely. Yeah. Lee of North Wales. <laughs> 
Yeah, so that's a, that the so yeah, we get a window cleaner. You know, not window cleaners now. They all have that big long pole that just with a big brush on the end. Yeah, not Nobody's gone of the days of the squeegee anymore. and the chamois and the ladder. They just come round with this pump. I'll level with you. I reckon the lads with the chamois and the fucking ladder do. They have a lot better job. They than do a miles fucking... better job. I can't like... believe it. My missus goes mad. Natalie's like, what the fuck? How much are we paying for this? It's like, look, everybody you get, somebody's going to become <laughs> an artisan window cleaner, aren't they? You yeah. can charge twice the price. I actually, I actually go up the fucking ladders and clean them properly <laughs> because, yeah, they've got a long, they've got a hose pipe, they've got a long squidgy stick thing, and they've mm. got clean water, you know, distilled water or whatever the fuck there is that they claim they don't need soap. Fuck off, you need soap. And they say it doesn't it doesn't oh, it leave any, about... any spots because it dries as the yeah, bollocks yeah, yeah. it does. Fucking it looks like it's just rained it very close to my window. Yeah, and see, I don't believe it's distilled water or whatever no, the fuck it is that you're claiming it is, or yeah. pH neutral water or whatever the fuck it is. It's tap water, or more accurately, probably just whatever they found. Scoops out the of... canal on the yeah. way to the house. <laughs> It's just not very good. It's just not good enough. And I swear that back in the day, it did not used to cost what it now costs to get a house's windows cleaned. Maybe our guy's quite advanced, so he's good. He does direct debit and everything, which is a bit of a pisser because the other week when it was fucking boiling, we had all the windows open. That was their day to come. They came out. I was like, yeah, there's no way I'm closing the windows (laughs) for you to wash them. So crack on. But then I thought, hang on, I've paid a direct debit for this month. This is automatically set up. I need some kind of refund. Yeah, that's it. I mean, yeah, ours, ours comes every eight weeks and, you know, it just happens. Well, every month like, we do, yeah. Yeah. The dog goes bananas like... at every window that they're at. <laughs> I mean, the, be- the best part is about sort of paying these people in advance and then they just come is that, you know, quite often they won't even ring the doorbell. And the first you'll be aware of them is when somebody smashes a fucking giant brush against the window of the office that you're working on the second floor and scares the shit out of you. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Anyway, that's our window cleaning yes. saga over. I had a, I had me, as you know, I had visitors for a long time. They finally all left on Thursday. It was lovely to see them, but I was glad they were gone because no matter how much you love people... It's a finite amount of time that you can have visitors before it just gets a bit much, you know? So my nan and my mum come round Saturday for dinner. For Sunday dinner, I made it mm-hmm. lamb with salads, lovely and stuff. a bit of flatbread. And uh, the um, he, <laughs> my nan was fuming because somebody had accused her of calling a baby fat, <laughs> which she wasn't happy about because my cousin has got this girlfriend who's got a baby, and mm-hmm. my nan's an eighty-four-year-old woman from Lancashire, so they have a turn of phrase, don't they? And she's mm-hmm. speaking to this woman from North Wales. She's the baby comes in, and she's <laughs> she says um she says oh. What a lovely big bonny baby. And leaves it at that. Yeah. And yeah. then says to my cousin, who's, who's put a bit of poundage on during lockdown, um, <laughs> you're getting fat, name of cousin. Because that's what old people do, in my experience. Yeah, it is. Yeah, undoubtedly is, yeah. And then the cousin goes round, my cousin's girlfriend goes round to me, my auntie and says, your mum's just called my baby fat. And him fat. <laughs> I mean, my nan says, I told them, but they told me. I said, I said, I wouldn't call a baby fat. That's not what I'm saying, but he is fat, she says. <laughs> Unbelievable. Honestly. Because it comes to everybody of, at a certain age, you just start saying shit does. to people and not care. I, th- I think the mental checkpoint sort of becomes less uh, robust than you'd want it to be, you know? 
So yeah, so anybody's right. not sure, if you ever speaking to a Lancashire woman who calls your baby Bonnie, big Bonnie baby, they just it's a yeah. just it's a term it's a of affection. Yeah. Yeah. There was a time when having a big fat baby was a, a, a very useful thing from a I survival. I mean having a fat baby is a good thing. I don't know why the lady yeah. was getting upset about it. Yeah. Just probably because my nan said some other stuff as well, because she's at that stage in her life now. She just doesn't give a I mean, yeah. shit anymore. Also, you know, maybe it just, you know, proves that the whole fucking, like, patriarchal system of, of fatism has, has infiltrated even babies. It'll be a bad do. Say. It's a bad do altogether. Too right. Uh, so, uh, welcome, everybody. Um, this is the last pod of this series. It's episode 251 yes. in total. It's the last pod of this series. A series, I've looked at it, Josh, and we've been on it. We've been here every week, pretty much, a couple of missed ones, every week since August the 12th, 2019. I mean, if I'm level with you, it feels like it. Yeah, it's in between. There's been a World Cup. Yep. Two Six Nations is this. Yep. A Lions Tour, obviously. Yep. A legendary kitchen fitting saga that's gone down in Oof, history. Absolutely. A the, pandemic. Well, not to mention a small matter of a period of a cancellation of all rugby completely due <laughs> to a global sport. pandemic. Yeah. And also, I think the most momentous thing of the past two years, the creation of the game that we're all now playing, uh, Big Light or Lamp. Yeah, I mean, let's face it. A big part of the reason that we've got to go away now is I've got to get myself in in proper shape for big light or lamp season, which of course will start <laughs> once once the days start getting a little bit shorter. That's you know prime uh, big yes, light or lamp. Yes. You know, around September, sort of, I'd say maybe second or third week of September. That's when big light or lamp can really start making a comeback. A bit before it get the cold starts to bite, so you can still exactly. get out of an evening, not it being too troublesome. Exactly. So yes, so there you go. So it is almost two years to the. It is two years to this episode since <laughs> since we've stopped. I mean, there is one other much more popular podcast, and maybe it's why it's much more popular that, that make a point of being on every week. They've been on every week, in one way or another, since twenty fourteen, I think. And having I mean, done this for two years, play. you know, I, I've come to the conclusion that they're basically sociopaths. I think that must to, be to the commit only... to that level of podcasting every week. I mean, it, it, I just don't know what else. I... It's a level of rugby sociopathy that you can maintain <laughs> that level of like interest and determination yeah, to like, produce I, content. I'm done with rugby Credit union for a month now. God, like you know, I might watch a few games, but I am gonna. Yeah, I don't want to think too do... deeply about it. For at no, least I'm going to do weeks, my utmost so... to not think about rugby union in any kind of deep way for at least a month now, and. Fair play if you can maintain that level of enthusiasm and, and interest in it. You know, fucking good luck to you, I say. However, we still love rugby. Of course we do. And we've got of lots course. to talk about today. And we will be back. It's just it's time to have a minute, basically. So a little minute and then we'll come Basically, back. yeah. I think we've we've just we've reached a, a natural pause as uh, and we're taking a rest to recharge so, our batteries and hopefully come back funny. Yes. Well, funnier, obviously. You know, we're already <laughs> funny, aren't we? Well, I'll let you be the judge of that. Anyway, we're on Acast and Apple and the like. If you want to get in touch with me, I'm at Blood and Mud on the Twitter. I'm Lee at bloodandmud.com. And what about you, Josh? How do people get hold of you? Uh, I am at Josh Gardner uh, and at Rock underscore Meg and uh, also Josh at rugbyshirtwatch.com, which, you know, was uh, is definitely an email address that I answered to. <laughs> 
Uh, right, so uh, we are on Patreon.com. Yeah. Blood mm-hmm. and Mud, for those of you who would like to come along and uh, enjoy the live stream. For those of you who are on Patreon already here, I can see there are you know, a, an incredible number of you watching right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, if you want to join this particular exclusive party, then you can go to patreon.com, Blood and Mud, yeah. where you can pay a couple of quid and get extra stuff. The whole episode's... Uh, history episodes, stuff that other people don't get, access to the Facebook group, access to the Patreon stream on YouTube and Facebook. And they, uh, oh, it's 20 quid for the year, two quid for the month, 20 quid mm. for the year. Or you can pay five quid a month or 50 quid for the year, get in a VIP lounge, we do a player bio. There has been some VIPs in the last week. I haven't pulled the names together. I do apologize, everybody. We apologize. However, we will rack it all up when we come back in a month. And I think, believe me, you'll want the energy that we've got in a month to create a bio, not the energy we've got this week. I think it's that's kind of how I feel. I like, like we could, you know, after two years of doing this now, basically, we could go through the motions of doing a couple of extra, you know, shout outs and they'd be all right, I'm sure. But wouldn't you rather just have the sort of the fresh, you know, first game of the season full of the joys of? Yeah. 30 September. All toey, all excited. Yeah, exactly. You know, we'll have, we'll have a whole month to recharge our batteries and think up something witty to say about you. <laughs> Stu Clark says he's going to enjoy a stress-free rugby championship. Yeah, I'm quite looking forward. Now it's, now it's been confirmed it's on Sky. I'll watch the games, you know. I'll, no I'll Will Greenwood, re- though. Seen that news. No Will Greenwood. Yeah, yeah, Will Greenwood's gone. Join, you know why that like, is? Has he made a choice or have they finally... Listen to I the feedback Sky from have, everyone in the world. I think, I think it's more that Sky, he probably had a contract up until the end of the Lions tour and they realised that literally they have no other rugby union on for the next four years. What with, you know, rugby championships confirmed, ultimate rugby championship, whatever it is, United Rugby Championship. I keep calling it ultimate rugby championship. I'm going to carry on doing it, I think. The erg, the erg, not to be confused with the erg. With the erg, no. Which is a completely Very different confusing. thing. Um, but yeah, erg is I hope on, it has uh, more success of, of actual outcomes, the erg, than the, the erg. Because if you remember yeah, the erg, yeah. erg it just, didn't get a lot things wrong. got referred to it. I think the yeah. erg is basically like David Brent's name for a special filing cabinet, which was actually the bin. Exactly I think that's the, the erg. Yeah. Yeah. The erg, yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously the erg <laughs> is... On Premier Sports, I'm going to just call it that for now, uh, is on Premier Sports for at least the next four seasons. Uh, the Premiership and the Champions Cup has got another three years, I think, also to go on BT. There's no rugby left for Sky to have, except for mm. Tri-Nations or well, Rugby Championship or whatever the hell it's going to be called, or Six Nations. And now Six Nations is going free to air. Like, why would you keep... I mean, why would you keep Will Greenwood under contract anyway? But particularly, if you haven't got anything for him to do, why would you keep paying him? And I'm assuming the results of his P test have come back this week. Yeah, maybe that's <laughs> absolutely failed on. Somehow, <laughs> will you failed on everything? We've tested in your system, and everything is in. Even it. stuff we didn't test for is flagging up on yeah. here. <laughs> so that's it. Yeah. So yeah, Patreon.com/slash/bloodandblood. Thank you, everybody who who helps us out and all that kind of stuff. We will be back Indeed. in September, so you won't feel like you know you're losing out. So uh, that's thank you very much. Now then, 
we begin as we always begin with a player spotted. Miles mm-hmm. Burley gets in touch on the Patreon messaging service. He says, hopefully this is mundane enough for you, he says. He says, I was at Costco in Gateshead. Yeah, I think I think this one's going to be already a great nice start. Yet. Yeah. Uh, he says, early on a Sunday, Saturday morning, sorry, to avoid the morning rush just after the end of the third lockdown. Question, Josh, do you have a Costco card? Do you know what? I don't. And me neither. It upsets me a great deal because people always talk about how good Costco is, right? And yet, I I can't get one. I don't. I I don't have any of the like requirements to have a Costco card. I thought anyone could get one if you just paid for one, or is that a Mac? No, I'm not doing that. Come off it. But uh, yeah, so I drive past a gigantic Costco. Well, when I go to the office, which is not often now. I drive past a massive Costco at the end of the M56, and I've been once with somebody from work who has got one because they exactly. used to go and stock up the tea cupboard and shit. Mm. And the stuff in there is balmy. You can buy, like, bags of, like, gigantic king crab legs and all sorts. It's absolutely <laughs> insane. Trays of donuts, so much toilet roll. Yeah, it is basically, it's like macro on fucking... HGH, it's like the middle it? aisle of Lidl. Turned into a fucking metropolis, basically, <laughs> Costco, isn't it? Yeah, and obviously it's an American thing. What has just kind of transplanted itself over? And it, But it fascinates me in a sort of like, because I've never been there. I know it's only 15 quid a year to be a member, but I just don't really... <laughs> I'm not, there's something about going... Paying to go into yeah. a shop that I'm just paying to go to, to a shop that just yeah it just doesn't seem. Worth I've never it. paid to go into a nightclub. I'm not paying to go into a shop. <laughs> That's not true. But it's at the end. Yeah, and then those places. It's one of those places that confuses me because it's priced with VAT without VAT, like my dad's building. Oh yeah, merchants. classic macro way. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm going to be. Well, am I paying VAT or not? Who's who's going to pay VAT? Or do I pay VAT? I have no idea. My dad's builders merchant is even more confusing because the price that's on the the, the shelf has no resemblance or bearing whatsoever on what I'm actually going to pay because I just stick it on my dad's account. Not because that means my dad's pays and I don't, but the price yeah. that comes through on the receipt for the account purchase is a lot compared better, to what they make yeah. the mugs off the street paying is staggering, the difference. Exactly. It's like if you've got a trade card at B&Q, you know, you will, you'll get some discount there. Not as much. It's not, there's, it's not as good as it's going overstated, to the isn't it? It's overstated. Yeah, big style, but it is still better. But yeah, I can't get. I, I don't think I can get a Costco. I'm just looking up here. You can. You've got to be a current or retired employee of banking slash finance. No. Fire and rescue. No. Post office. No. Airlines. No. Education. No. Police force. No. Civil service slash armed forces. No. Medical slash health. No. Insurance. No. Local government. No. Or be a qualified chartered accountant, an architect, a doctor, a surveyor, a solicitor. I feel like I genuinely feel like right. This membership criteria is everyone in the UK but you. Music journalists are spe- yeah. specifically <laughs> excluded. Yeah. But everything else is on there. Solicitor, doctor, chart surveyor, chart and architect, accountant, teacher, tailor, soldier, spy, fruit, yeah. fruit, Barney McGrew, Cuthbert, Dibble, Grub. No yeah, music what? journalists. Yeah, you cannot... Or you can be retired from any of those, or you're a current or retired employee of an improved company that has been pre-approved and an agreement has been arranged between your company and Costco. Genuinely, fuck Costco. Fuck them. Not interested. I'm loving this, by the way. 
Facebook user, who that is, says, my mother-in-law is a Costco member, and every time she visits, she buys me a giant jar of gherkins. Now, giant for Costco, I mean, you're talking like the size of a size five rugby ball here. Probably. Easy. Uh, Easy, because I, she says, and he says, Facebook user says, because I mentioned once about eight, year, eight years ago that I liked gherkins. It's like my I mean, entire family's convinced that's I take me. sugar in tea, even though I, I, I don't. <laughs> two sugars is late. No, I don't take sugar in tea, no. Yeah, it's like my father thinks that my wife really likes things to do with Russian dolls because she <laughs> did a... <laughs> She sort oh, of that's got the potential to have some horrific shit in your house. That Honestly, has... yeah, it, it absolutely is. But she, you know, she, she went through a little phase, maybe about you know twelve or thirteen years ago, of getting a couple of like cutesy sort of like things with Russian dolls on them, and now that's every Christmas there's something Russian doll themed. And now you have a terrifying babushka room. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, uh, now the charity shop gets a lot of Russian doll themed stuff on about January the third. But like, <laughs> yeah, it's there's no <laughs> there's no talk. Like, I've, I've I've mentioned it. I've been like, she's not really into Russian dolls anymore, and it's just I've given up. It's not going in. It's just not going in. Well, at least she's not buying a, a personalized number plate. So <laughs> I mean, it's very true. It's not the worst thing he's ever bought. Right. So sorry. Back at back at Costco in Gateshead, where Miles mm. is. He said, I'm getting to the tills and picking the shortest queue. I suddenly found myself standing behind a man mountain and current falcon Moola Pola. Oh, hello. In his shorts and flip-flops with one of his Obviously. sons lo loading up on supplies. He said, I didn't get a very good view of his trolley, but I did see he had two slabs of Fanta cans. <laughs> probably good, probably to help him get through pre-season after rejecting that move to France, says Miles. Yes. See, I didn't know that, and yet it's the most obvious thing in the world that Mullipole is buying two slabs of full-fat Fanta from Costco. Also, what exactly is fucking Mullipole doing that he's been pre-approved to be a member of fucking Costco? Oh, hang on. Yeah, that's a point. What, no what, is that no on the list? There's athletes on the fucking list. Oh, yeah. Absolute what disgrace. So we've we've uncovered an elaborate grift by Mullipole yeah. to get into Costco somehow here. Is there a... Is there like a market in like you know fake IDs? Obviously, can you get fake Costco cards? And if so, can somebody send me one? I just want to go. I just want to know what it's like. <laughs> just one time. Right. So yeah, thank you very much for that, Miles. That's a cracker. Mullet put. I, I love. I love that. At Costco. And Mullet Polly will have constant furry teeth because they're drinking full yeah. fat. Fanta, though it coats your teeth full fat Fanta. I reckon he just walked through the door and said, I'm fucking coming in. <laughs> well, you're not going to say no, are you? Imagine the lad who's on £8 an hour on the door. Yeah, go on, mate. <laughs> not interested in dealing with this. And also, if somebody walks up in shorts and flip-flops, you're going to assume that they've got a Costco card, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Weird thing, there's things you could only get in Costco for years that you can now get in Aldi, in Aldi like occasionally. Like, you know, like the, the like the fucking leg of the Spanish leg of ham on, and like a yeah, ham on the medical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get that. You used to be able to get that in Costco. You can get that now occasionally in Little. Yeah. My cousin's tempted still... to buy one and then realizes that obviously what 
what, they look great in a bar how, in Spain. How much ham are you going to eat? How much ham? Yeah. And you got to cover it up and keep the flies off it, and the cat's trying to get at it constantly, and all that kind of shit. Because <laughs> you would guarantee you'd come in and the cat would have dragged it off the worktop onto the floor and was nut- yeah. chowing down, don't you? Or at least would just have lots of claw marks in it where it had been basically serving itself ham. Sort of. Yes. We do that sometimes if you accidentally leave the lid off the butter dish. Mm. You come down and see little sharp nail marks in where obviously for hours <laughs> he's just been dipping his paw in and giving it the full. Oh. Lovely stuff. Right then, so that's player spotted. Thank you very much. The last of the season there to Miles Burley for uh, that one. Thank you. Going to get sent one in. You can do the Patreon messaging service. My DMs are open or lee at bloodandmud.com. Don't send it to josh at bloodandmud.com. He doesn't care. So. Mm. Shall we talk about some news? I think we should, yeah. No, there's a lot of news at the moment. Well, no, the, it's all just a fallout. The news has been dominated it? by Lions to recriminations. So. Yeah, none of which is news. So No. More um, about that later. Tell you what's news. Um, the Liberty Stadium is mm-hmm. now the Swansea.com Stadium, um, which is a shit name, let's be so honest. So is Swansea.com like the... What is that? Uh, well, what is that? Is that, is the, is that the city council just, or something? You would just, that's the thing. You would assume that Swansea.com is, you know, the local tourist board website or something. Um, but no, apparently it's an investment company, which is sure. Okay. Um, yeah. It doesn't sound as good as the Liberty Stadium, does it really? Even though oh, that yeah. was Liberty Properties. What was Liberty? Was that, I was going to say, was that property? So, yeah. But at least it sounded nice, whereas the Swansea.com stadium is, I mean, it's not quite the totally wicked stadium, but it's getting it's there. The, it's not the Menderhose jungle in the, <laughs> what, what Weldon Road at Castleford became. Yep. But at the, um, yeah, you know, have you ever seen like sponsors that you think, I don't know what they are? Obviously, usually yes. it's Autumn Internationals at Twickenham because they're like high-end yes. business yeah, finance insurance yeah, yeah. or something. Well, many years ago, this is true, right? I'm, 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 I'm embarrassing myself, but I'm going to tell it anyway. Many moons ago, I was watching some sporting event and I saw an mm. advertising hoarding for Paddy Power. Yes. And I had no idea what it was. I, I didn't know what it was. And I was yeah. like, what the fuck is that? Is that some kind of Irish? Because it was at the time when a lot of like lifestyle and culture sites were, were, were opening. So it must have been a good yes. 10, 15 years. I thought, is it like an ironic title for an Irish expat community website or something? Could be. That's fucking dodgy. And who set this up and all that kind of... Anyway, I forgot about it. Then years later, probably literally years later, it was like, oh, it's a it's a bloke's name. It's a, and it's... Yeah. Uh, it's I'm assuming it's a bloke's name. I'm just create, invented a kind of compared I mean, it wouldn't shock me if, figure, if they have. I mean, I still don't understand why it's called. Is, is his name Paddy Power? Well, Power is an Irish surname. There's a Power it is, whiskey yeah. and stuff, yeah. But uh, John uh, Power, of course, of the behemoth, the behemoth Britpop band cast. Indeed. Uh, I got offered an interview with him the other day, and I didn't even reply to the email. John um, Power? Apparently he's horrendously left wing. So, oh really? He's oh, really well, he's serious gone, about then. it. So he's got a right laugh. Um, Paddy Power was founded in 1988 by the merger of the 40 shops of three Irish bookmakers: Stuart Kenny, David Power, and John Cochran. So 
that makes even less sense. The power, than... the power is there. The paddy is, I assume, literally because it's Irish. Is it they like <laughs> trying to create a kind of planter's nuts or Mr. Tato type character? Yeah, oh, oh, there is a Paddy Power, a Patrick Power, who's David right. Power's son, but mm. he was born in 1974, so he predates the company. Well, curious and curious, sir. Anyway. Indeed. So, yeah. So, yeah, so I, I was very confused when I first saw that title. Don't but obviously, yeah. they're everywhere now with their ironic attempts to go viral and all that stuff. I hate that, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the Swansea.com stadium. Um, if you want to know what uh, what Swansea.com think about uh, the Ospreys and all this, uh, their mm. statement said on the Ospreys website, uh, it's an honour and a privilege to continue our investment into Swansea City <laughs> This 10-year commitment to the stadium naming rights. There's a what? A, rug, a what? Uh, a, rug, a rugby team, you say? <laughs> oh, I don't care about that. Uh, Nick no, Garcia, not barely extra for that, still, no. <laughs> Nick Garcia, who it still amuses me, is the man who's somehow in the CEO of the Ospreys now and not a Simpsons character. Um, <laughs> says, competing in the Irk and the Champions Cup takes the Ospreys and our supporters around the world with matches in seven countries across two hemispheres. However, nothing makes us happier than hosting global rugby supporters and clubs where they can meet our supporters and partners at our home in Swansea. Swansea.com is a great brand that aligns with our roots. I mean, they don't think so, but okay. <laughs> it aligns with our roots because it's got the word Swansea in it. <laughs> And they've given and because, us and because we don't own the stadium and we don't have any choice. We've got fuck all choice about this, and we welcome anybody who will give us a bit of cash. Uh right, so that's uh yeah, so that's a renaming of that. I quite like the Liberty Stadium. It didn't sound like a sponsor job that, did it? Yeah, I liked Weirdly. it. it just name, and I think it will always be the Liberty to me. But yeah, Swansea.com stadium it is. Okay. Um other news, Martin Gleason. Is the yes. new attack coach for England while John Mitchell becomes the defence coach in Wasps? And I don't think somebody at some part of that has not understood you... the swap they were making. Yeah, because like it's, I see, I just assumed that John Mitchell was going to go and be like in charge of Wasps. It mm. seems weird if he's going to just be Wasps' defence coach. Like, how much money are they offering him, or how miserable is he? Yes, or how much has he just been sacked? Yeah. As Facebook user says, uh, I'm assuming this pod is all about Martin Gleeson going to England as attack coach, sweepstake on how many months he'll be able to cope with EJ's special brand of management. Well, it doesn't bode well for that poor lad from Jersey who literally lasted about 15 minutes and has presumably been sent (laughs) sent somewhere. yeah, I don't know. I don't know who is in charge of, you know, Lee Blackett presumably is still in charge, but it would just seem very strange if John Mitchell is not going to be some sort of director of rugby or senior position. It's mental to leave a test level position to do the same job for a club unless something has gone seriously fucking sideways. He has coached the All Blacks as well, many, many yeah, moons ago. Ex-All Blacks coach. 2003 I mean, he coached. Yeah, he, overs- he oversaw the All Blacks the absolute Cup, nadir. Yeah. When they basically were all just drunk all the time. <laughs> <laughs> 
He he had a he had the controversial "all I want is dickheads" policy. Yeah, no. well, he, including he is me. The reason he is the reason the no dickheads policy exists. Yeah, that's going existed. really fucking well, by the way. Say, isn't it? Let's call that past tense. Existed. <laughs> no but, dickheads, um, just a load of cunts. That's that's what we'll have it here. But yeah, he is the reason that the no dickheads thing existed because he just picked a bunch of fucking shambolic lunatics who just wanted to get pissed all the time and didn't really care about playing for the All Blacks. <laughs> Still got to a semi-final. Still got to a semi-final. Yeah. But then, Um, ultimately, you know, that spawned Dan Carter and Richie McCaw, so let's not say it was all good. uh, EJ's special brand of management, as referred to by the first user, Martin Gleeson played for St. Helens for many, many Mm moves. I think he was at St. Helens when Ian Millward was there. He used to coach my club, Lee. Um, He got us promoted, actually. Very sorry to see him go. um, And he was a bit of a toss pot as well. So I think he's used to dealing with a slightly abrasive, loudmouth Australian yeah. spot, really. So he, he might do that. Might just be a water of a duck's back, really. Yeah. Eddie Jones says uh, we're building a coaching team to win the 2023 Rugby World Cup. Every appointment from here on in is very important, as a, presumably the appointments he's made up until now <laughs> be entirely unimportant, including the ones that I let go and then appoint somebody else. They're all equally important. We're starting with Martin as attack coach. He's a bright young rugby coach with experience at the highest level in leagues, so he'll add a significant power to the team. All right. <laughs> <laughs> they do love a league attack coach. Remember for years it yeah. was defence coaches, and now yeah, it's all... Yeah, now it's league think... attack coach. Well, it's because defences are so on top now. They've just gone, well, they score tries in rugby league. So maybe what we need is a a rugby league person to beat these rugby league defences. And the, um, Might as well just Dennis Betts got the league. skills coach job at Gloucester many moons ago, didn't he? The former mm. Great Britain and Wigan second row. Dennis Betts, fucking hell of a player he was. And he, I remember he went to Gloucester as skills coach. What are you yeah. coaching? You're a skills coach. He's like, <laughs> I genuinely here. don't know. You're, you're not passing you... very well. I need to teach you how to pass. <laughs> even though you're a professional rugby player. I think it's just one of those like extremely nebulous things what you can like just call somebody a skills coach but cuz I remember Chris Horseman remember him Oh yes he was he was he was once Chris I moved like, to Monmouthshire so I could play for Wales Horseman Yeah yeah I seem to remember that he was Wales skills coach at one point and it's like, what fucking skills was he about imported into the Wales team? But I guess that, like, yeah, he still is, in fact, at Wales and the Regions, Chris Horseman, technically skills coach, 2014 to present. Well, that explains a lot. Tell you what, he's yeah. lost a lot of weight as Chris Horseman. He's quite skinny now. But, yeah, he's... Uh, He's not, he's currently a Wales skills coach. I assume that that means that the skill that he's focusing on is scrummaging, but probably technical aspects of it beyond yes. the sort of yeah, which is a skill, call, I guess, isn't it? Why not just call him a fucking scrum coach? Bizarre. Unless there is already one of those. So I'm thinking about wasps last year. Mm. Um, yeah, they were pretty. Yeah, they were okay in parts, weren't they? <laughs> Gleason I mean, was always up for the half-time, half-time interview, though, you know what I mean? Halfway through the half-interview, wasn't he? He was, they always yeah. went straight to him. He went to that with he, uh, him and uh, what's-his-face at Harlequins? Jerry uh, Flannery. Jerry Flannery were the only two that really ever seemed to give any shit about They were that. the only ones you could actually think, you know, all right, that, that was okay. I didn't hate that. 
I'd still be happy never to see it again, but I didn't hate it like I do with all the others. Indeed. So yeah, Martin, Martin Gleeson to England. So England may have an attack next year. Maybe. I've just looked at the WRU site, and for the senior men, Neil Jenkins is the skins, skills coach. So, so is, is it just kicking? But, well, how, then how the fuck is Chris Horseman a skills coach? This is the thing. It's like two men with that radically a different skill set can both be called a skills coach. And Neil Jenkins is probably heavier than Chris Horseman now, by the sounds of things. He probably is, it's yeah. ironic, isn't it? Um, right, so anyway. that's Martin Martin Gleeson is, is, is off to work for a disagreeable Aussie. And speaking of disagreeable Aussies, hey. uh, three Australia players have been booted out of their squad, well, not, well yes. suspended, been dropped. Uh, Marika Corribetti, Issy Nicerani, and Pony Farmer Suicide. Try again, Lee. Firemouse Seed. Really? Thank you. Uh, done are out because they stayed out on the piss for two whole hours beyond curfew. Dave Rennie says not acceptable. <laughs> there is a, I don't know. I just think, as with the Finn Russell fiasco, like I'm all for clubs and sort of teams having this sort of, you know having rules and guidelines but I just they stayed out for instead of staying out till 10 they stayed out till midnight or whatever it's like it's honestly lad, is that a sacking offence they didn't follow the curfew followed the team bonding session in Auckland I love that idea you're going to bond you're going to bond right now at 10 o'clock all the bonding right is done until 10 o'clock or whatever and you're going to bed you understand me <laughs> 39 players understood the rules and three didn't, and they're paying a heavy price, says Dave Rennie. And I get it. You have, I don't know. I'm just, I'm so like done. This with thing rears its head coaches. every now and again, doesn't it? This kind of, you know, everyone, there's rules and everyone agrees to them. So it's not about how much damage you do, you know, or whatever. It's about the fact you haven't adhered to the agreed policies of the unit and all that kind of stuff. And 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 that becomes a thing that's really important. After the 2011 World Cup, when Stuart Lancaster came in, it was a big thing with England mm. that you needed rules and everyone to sign up. And yeah, collective be accountability. And then you, it always comes around to, oh, they're grown men and they should be allowed to do what they want as long as they perform on the day and all that stuff. This is the latest iteration of that, obviously, it would seem. Where do yeah. you stand on this stuff? Oh, I'm firmly in the, I'm bored of... <laughs> professional sports coaches acting like they are somehow like pastors slash fathers slash vicars slash Slash general miserable twats just you know you are these are all grown-ass fucking men and while obviously professional sports requires sacrifices that are not normal in a workplace and therefore will require you to do things like, you know, don't go fucking hang gliding. Don't do a load of fucking coke on the weekend. You know. These don't pour petrol on the barbecue when you sat near to it. Things like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, things that normal people can do without getting sacked, they obviously will. However, I just think, you know, adults, man, if you're going to be that level of like, I just think you've lost. You've already lost control if you're being that level of prescriptive about it. These are adults. That's They'll... a very, very good point. Yeah, you are. You, <laughs> you are pissing you into trust... the wind if this is how you yeah. think you should be treating people. Yeah. 
yeah, if you don't trust people enough that you can say, lads, have a few beers, but, you know, don't go fucking mad. And by <laughs> all accounts, you know, Corey Betty, Nasirani, and, and Fat Mausweely, um, I'll give up. Um, they didn't get fucking battered. It's not like they rolled in at four o'clock in the morning stinking of fucking booze and hookers. They were out for a couple more hours and then they came home and went to bed and were probably fine the next morning. That's the other thing. I mean, if they got up and were spewing up all over the shop the next morning and not be able to yeah. run their drills or whatever, but yeah, it's like anything, isn't it? My, as long as I turn up tomorrow morning, my employees don't ask you what I'm doing tonight sort of thing. No. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. I just, I think throughout sport, that sort of paternalistic at sort of mindset of what a coach needs to be is pretty outdated. Well, I think they see it as a kind of building an esprit de corps, don't they? And everyone signs mm. up to this and it's a sacrifice you all make for each other and all of that kind of stuff. That is, But I don't buy it myself. I don't I think it's... Well, I don't. And then publicly I... shaming people who break it is a terrible, terrible, terrible way to fucking motivate people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Be you know, draconian fucking Victorian morality applied to adults who are, you know, professionals and are being paid to do this and know everything about sacrifice because they've sacrificed every fucking normal thing in their life for probably their entire adult lives to do it. I just think it's silly to me. Yeah. But anyway, they're dropped. So Yeah. I don't know how long the drop for. Is it the whole? Is it just there's one talk, game the whole time? After the oh. after the weekend, there's talk that Corey Betty might well be coming back into things because they've realised that all their other wingers are not anywhere near as good as he is. The thing is, what they don't see to realise is Corey Betty might just go. Fine, I'll go and sign for fucking Manly Sea Eagles then. See ya. Yeah. Or I'll go. I'll go north and I'll play in a sevens tournament for Fiji or something. <laughs> I'll go and play for them instead. <laughs> And they haven't got a fucking problem at all with me having a couple of drinks, a couple more drinks. <laughs> They've got a problem with me being vaccinated, but they haven't. Way, yeah. Hey. Uh, right. Uh, the love of my life, Jason Isbell's been in trouble this week because he's insisted everybody has a vaccine passport to come to his concert. Yes, I saw that. I really enjoyed him. <laughs> just... I love one of the first com- comments under the announcement on his Twitter was, let me save you all a number of questions and answer to give you the answer <laughs> because it's his fucking concert, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, actually. Whether you agree with it or not, he can do what he fucking wants his own content. Anyway. I really enjoyed his uh, response to that fucking country bloke that sort of accused him of being like some sort of like Stalinist or something. No, some sort of like metropolitan elitist almost. <laughs> Basically saying, Oh, I thought you were blue collar. You know, some people can't afford to get the vaccine. And it's like, fucking hell, man, the vaccine's free. <laughs> So I've, I've got, driven not far got very, from where... He got, got very annoyed with that guy. I can't remember who it was. Somebody I'd never fucking heard of, but I'm now scrolling. Can I just say, I've driven very close to where he's from, and it very much is not a metropolitan elite type no, area. Oh, yeah, Mark Broussard, his name is, and he said, Never heard of it. The unclean may not attend, the poor may not attend, the ignorant may not attend. Who, who knew Jason was so bourgeoisie? He spelled that wrong, by the way. Um... Thought he was a blue-collar type of guy. Never met him, so I can't say for sure. But yeah, this is some elitist shit here, fella. <laughs> and then Lisbeth just responds with, all your shows free, Mark, or do you sell tickets? Man, back, <laughs> back <laughs> off to the bar with this shit. I hope you turn the TVs off for you while you play. Which, 
So anyway, good stuff. fun. Good Indeed. fun. Uh, anyway, to final bit of news is that... Uh, yes. Peter Steph Dutoy is out. Speaking of people who are out of the yes. rugby championship. Didn't look good, did it? No, it didn't look good when it happened. Um, I'm sure that... Any news make... on Dan Bigger? Speaking of things uh, that didn't look good when they happened. was a shin injury, which doesn't sound... Which didn't sound like... great. He was really could not put any weight on that leg. No, at not all, at all. Really, really. I do wonder if it's maybe a fracture or it's broken in some way. Nasty. Well, wish him Dan all Bigger the best. Dan said he's definitely not going to go on the Lions tour in 2025 as well, which he's probably not. What would he not. be then, 35? 35? Like, fucking hell, Mornay Stain's sitting here fucking winning series all over the gap. But like, yeah, Bigger was asked in his Daily Mail column, Bigger basically said, that's, that's it for me, I'll never tour with the Lions again. I won't be there in 2025. I'll be there. If I'm there, it'll be because I'm doing media work and I'm slagging off everyone. <laughs> Which is quite funny. And also seems to think that Dan Bigger seems to think that his career is probably not going to last much longer if he's talking about being in the media by 2025. I mean, fucking hell, mate. Come back to Swansea and we'll have you. Stephen Myler will be about 40 by then. He's probably going to be ready to not be the best player in the world anymore at that point. And, you know, just slot right in there. Come home, Dan. Come home. I'm leaning in very hard into a couple of, like, you know, aggregate age of 120 fly-half pairing for yeah. the Ospreys. <laughs> I mean, I, I can tell you something for nothing. Johnny Sexton hasn't ruled himself out of the next fucking line. Of course he hasn't. So... <laughs> we see Johnny Sexton is powered entirely by resentment. Yeah. And, and shoulder presses. Mis, misplaced resentment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, so that is the news. Thank you. Thank it you, is. Thank you. Uh, we now move on to the weekend where we say goodbye to... Uh, there'll be a weekend um, and a big analysis of the Lions and, you know, a bit of a hindsight feature coming up and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, so we'll say goodbye to our non-Persian listeners. Goodbye. Bye. You might hear the word insolvency and think companies, but insolvency is just another term to describe serious financial problems for anyone. You could be insolvent if you can't pay your bills in full when they're due, you're paying a little off each bill trying to keep creditors at bay, or you've had calls and letters about missed repayments and threats of repossession. The Insolvency Service of Ireland, or ISI, has four debt solutions to help people with all levels of problem debt, from credit cards to mortgages. For more information, visit backontrack.ie or free text get help to 50015. The ISI. Together, we'll get you back on track. Pick up your phone while driving, and you might need to be picked up from work. Break the speed limit, and you could be breaking plans with your mates. Leave L or N plates off your car, and you could be left getting taxis for the next six months. So ask yourself is it really worth it? Seven penalty points over three years will disqualify learner and novice drivers for six months. Steer clear of points and stay on the road. A message from the Road Safety Authority. Right then. It's shit good time, so that means our non-Patreon listeners are back, if we've got any of them left anymore. I don't even know, to be honest, but welcome if you are a non-Patreon listener. If you're listening to everything we just talked about, some crap. I did some statistical analysis. Yeah, and you you've did. missed that if you're not a patron. So, um, so you can go and listen to that. So we do shit good then. I think we should.
I've already done my shit, which was the way I had to listen to the last minute, the, the last five minutes of that game. So <laughs> I don't want to go over it again. It's too upsetting. Yeah. Um, shit got? for me is uh, 2025 Lions squads. Oh, Stop my it. word. Stop it. I've seen, I've seen I've seen two of them already today. So it was Wales Online, isn't it? Wales Online, Rugby Pass, they're all at it. They're all fucking at it. But, you know, I'm assuming people click, otherwise they won't write them. Oh, yeah. You know, it, we, you know we're, all, we're all part of this problem. <laughs> we're also, you know, we call it the Piers Morgan paradox. Indeed. <laughs> uh, what else have we got here? This shit. Peter Robertson gets in touch. He said, shit is after a generally a more positive week, ending up with 26 minutes play in South Africa and a South African medic in the end goal area. Screaming instructions didn't leave me feeling totally unbitter. Along with the fact the refs are either unwilling or unable to hurry the game along. Felt like the energy was taken out of what should have been a wonderful spectacle. Is there a rugby law for time wasting? You know what? I don't there know. There certainly should be. There, there certainly, will be somewhere. There desperately there. needs to be. Yeah. And it's how you call it, though, isn't it? When you've got eight people trying to set up a scrum, how can you? How easy is it for you to say, you're all fucking around now? And it's the behaviour yeah. that it generates, isn't it? If you say, well, actually, if you don't form it within 30 seconds, and it should, you lose your point in this free kick to the other side. Yeah. And then the other side will just fuck about, won't they? So it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's really, you know, it wouldn't be easy to enforce, but then nothing about rugby is easy to enforce, and referees have a fair old go at that. So, yeah. Matthew, I mean, the other thing to help with the scrub on the weekend, I'll mention this and shit, is Matthew Raynal basically taking a fucking full French lunch in between each part of the scrum call. Do you know what's that? <sighs> Every fucking time. Crouch. Yes, I'll uh, I'll have the shrimp, please. Yeah. What a surprise that somebody <laughs> goes early. <laughs> Bye. Literally. No, no, I, no, 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 no. Just a latte for me, yes, thank you. That's fine, thank you. Can, yeah. Actually, can I see the wine yeah. list? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any des- what, what, what do you recommend in dessert wines? Yeah? No? Okay. Well, I've got Kyle. You just touched your head against his head while I was perusing this. I was this. against you for an early engagement. <laughs> I mean, I made it very clear to you. <laughs> that I hadn't said engage yet. Uh. Yeah, fucking horrific. But how the hell, Honestly. genuinely, are you supposed to time? Because there has to be a rhythm to how you... And I know the ref has to... He's liable for making sure everyone's set before Engage is called. I get mm. it, okay? But there's still no reason to take that long. Especially well, when you've just equally, taken 27 minutes to form it up. Equally, there should be a clock for the refs. You know, if you've yeah. taken more than five seconds, then the whole scrum needs to be reset. Yes, this is the way forward. There should be a ref of refs, and they can yeah. be referred to a different TMO. Finally, Nigel Owens <laughs> is going to get his post rugby career job. <laughs> Amazing. All oh, the shit we come up with on here. Um, okay, what else we've got here that's shit? Andy Bradshaw says shit is just kick the fucking points. Yeah. I mean, we touched on this a little bit later, yeah. earlier rather, but yeah, they really should have just taken those fucking points. Well, at least no one minutes. can have a go at poor Chris Robshaw anymore. That's what I'm <laughs> happy Quite. about now. Indeed. Uh, Mike Swinson gets in touch. He said, shit is the ongoing fucking antics with the coaches, water boys and physios on the pitch. For fuck's, uh, fuck's sake, Razzie was on the pitch for 30... 30- <laughs> Razzie was on the pitch 30 seconds into the second half. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck did he forget to tell his team when they were in the changing rooms? 
possibly he was mentioning the importance of hydration to them. Yes, indeed, Mike. They're just doing stupid stuff. Like, like, yeah, like when South Africa took about five minutes between the first scrum and the first line out in the second test, which is in the third minute. It's like, what are you really doing there, lads? (laughs) You know, are you not tired enough to need a fucking breather already? What are you gaining out of this? Mental. Joe Taring, oh Joe, he says shit is Herschel Yankees for a game attempt to wrestle the award for world's thickest scrum half away from Gareth Davis, only to be thwarted by the ref. And by the way, he was about two inches away from the fucking mark when he quick tapped that and Raynal pulled him back. Christ. Yeah, he basically, you know, didn't want to be the guy that had gets a fucking video made because he didn't, he called advantage over. But, you know, it was spectacular, just remarkably thick. Like, full-on, never let this man near international rugby ever again thick. Fair play. Uh, we, uh, Veeb Kamarshalk says, shit is the diffuse sense of meh and dissatisfaction the tour has left behind. I think Josh is with you on that one. I'm a bit less so, but uh, still, yeah, I'm not exactly overjoyed with it all. Well, we lost for a start. You're not meant to be overjoyed here, but... I'd be happy not to think about the Lions until 2025, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be picking a squad for 2025 right now, put it that way. Yeah. No. Uh, Dave, Zoology Dave gets in touch on the Twitter. He says, shit is a huge number of Lions fans, pudgets and twitchers reveal themselves to be incredibly one-eyed, vindictive tossers. These are his words, not mine, everyone. <laughs> Refusing to see faults in their players, throwing them out under the bus and apparently happy to, th- to see the Lions lose. Um, yeah, I think it comes back to what we said before about we all got to take a bit of responsibility for making this a nicer tour next time, yeah, haven't we? But as you said, let's not think about that for now. Think about it in the next... I suppose there is this issue about you do spend four years desperately want to fucking beat each other and it's hard to turn that off. I don't think it's that hard to turn that off if you stood in a pub or in a ground together. Yeah. It's very hard. It's, it's easier hard. to not turn it's it a, off when you're it's just a lot easy, yeah. detached from people. And the fact that yeah. everyone's just fucking tired fed up and had enough of everything at this stage so i do also think that there's a definite sense that you know people have their echo chambers on social media and those are generally you know you probably don't if you're a scotland fan you probably don't follow that many england fans or wales fans or ireland fans and vice versa yeah indeed and so it all just becomes amplified instead of when you're sat in a pub with your fucking English mate or whatever, and you're having a disagreement about it, it's a lot less aggro. Yeah. And you don't want to fall out with them, do you? You go, well, maybe we'll... No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Words that literally have never been said on Twitter, ever. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll agree to disagree. Uh, Dave McGee says, shit is not every Lions tour has to have the move, the concept of the... Doesn't, sorry, not every Lions tour has to move the concept of the Lions forwards or backwards. Sometimes you can just stay where it is and it's absolutely fine. That's yeah. very true, Dave. Like all of sports, not everything has to have a narrative. Sometimes it's just a game that yeah. lasts it, it, three and a half hours and it's over with. It's what you said earlier. You know, it's like, it's... It's not 2005 and it's not 2013 or 97. You know, the concept of the Lions has probably just stayed at about the same level it was in 2017. Yeah. And there'll still be people queuing up to pay nine grand for a full package in four years' time. Right, there will be. Yeah, of course there will. Uh, 
Final shit, 10 Epps says, this is right, this. He says, shit, is that it all went downhill, this tour, after I started watching it as a fan rather than covering it for me, as in Davey's saying, when Lee that's started watching true, it as a actually. fan yeah. rather than covering it for the Guardian. That's right. I basically said I'm looking forward to having a couple of weeks to watch this just as a fan, and fuck me, it all turns to shit. That's a lesson, isn't it? I have to work every game that I want a team to win in, I think, is something. I think like so, that. yeah. You got any more I also, shit? I also kind of feel like in that thing, you know, I said, I sort of made a comment about Josh Adams having scored eight tries in four games or whatever. <laughs> and how many could he score on this tour? And the answer was absolutely no more than eight tries in <laughs> three games. Or answer, he scored. Narrator, the answer was eight. <laughs> the answer was none. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. You know, the, after that point, things never really were that much fun ever again, I don't think. To go back to the game in Josh Adams, though, do you remember? I mean, how good did Josh Adams look for the first half, most of it? Yeah. Everywhere. Him and Duan were off the wings all over the place. Looking like they had all over for looking. Work so And then well. second half. <laughs> yeah. Where the fuck was he? And part and of that, that's not to blame them. Back. It's because the game changed. You know, South Africa yeah, don't just the sit there and let you play through. had them, the ball know? for the first 20 yeah, minutes exactly. of the second half. Yeah. Right. Good. Good then? Good. Have you got any goods? Uh, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> James Mackay Mount gets in touch. And if this is not something that we needed right now, right, I don't know what is. Mm-hmm. James Mackay Mount says, good is Alan Bateman. is still an unbelievably good rugby player at 56 years old. Oh, I'm assuming he's seen him recently. Cannot believe the engine and skills on the guy. If you didn't need, you know, if you needed reminding of why rugby is a wonderful thing. Just mm-hmm. think, visualise 56-year-old Alan Bateman doing Alan Bateman shit somewhere in South Wales. Clamping on shit like oh, nobody's business. Being just a, an absolute monster still. Yeah. God, I love Alan Tell Bateman. Tell you what's good. I love Alan Bateman. Tell you what else is good, right? Andrew Brace's referee in the Springboks' first match of the Rugby Championship. <laughs> And you know what? You can't intimidate someone that incompetent. You can only hope that the cards fall as they may. And, just, you know, he is the, the unintimidatable referee. So bring it on, I say. The, was it was I said once? The, the demeanour of a vindictive district attorney. Small town <laughs> district attorney. Um, and right the then. accent of absolutely nowhere. Gavin Thomas gets in touch. He says, I'm obviously going to be in a minority here, but beneath the rancor and the spitefulness and the result and the layers of nonsense, but the Lions a is a things. good concept. Yeah, and getting I to agree. support players you might always might not always support is a good thing. I've always admired Hogg and Itoji, but being unable being able to full throat to support them is a good thing. Gavin is a Welsh person. In case I, I completely agree, and that is the thing that I like more than anything else about the Lions, and I think. I think that's part of why this tour has kind of jaded me so badly is that I've seen not nearly enough of it is being able to just go, yeah, I like, I'm going to fucking fully, fully support this person that I would have called a prick six months ago in the Six Nations now because he's doing it for my team. And I'm, you know, I've enjoyed being able to cheer for Luke Cameron Dickey for the first time in my life. I've enjoyed being able to, you know, 
appreciate the brilliance of Mario Toji without it being fucking tinged by the fact that he's playing for England or Saracens. You know, I've enjoyed watching Duan van der Merwe fucking smash into folk. It's enjoyed watching Finn Russell do Finn Russell-y things, although I always kind of enjoy that, to be honest. But like, yeah, that that, <laughs> that is the part of the Lions that I think everybody should cling to more than anything else. And it's very easy for us to get fucking lost in Twitter's bitterness in this day and age. But I think if there's one thing I'd like everybody to kind of remember for 2025, I think it's that. It's a privilege. It's a privilege to be able to cheer for people that you would normally hate. And none of this stuff comes up in the Great Britain Rugby Sevens in the Olympics, did it? There's nobody fucking screaming, you're a cunt and Ben Gollum should be in there. Do you know what I mean? It's... I mean, I didn't support Team GB because they didn't have any Welsh players. In there, but, you know. <laughs> oh, no. You've just ruined my point. <laughs> no Wales, I mean, no I medal. Kinda did. I kind of did, but I sort of grumpily was like, well, they could have at least put one. I, I basically went Scottish and was like, well, they could have at least found room for one Welsh player in that squad. After everything you said about Tommy Seymour not being in the team in 2017 <laughs> and you pulled that shit. Uh, anyway, uh, right. So, good Anna Seligman. Says, hello, Anna. She says, good is Alan Wynne-Jones. I don't give a fuck if people think I'm overly emotional. <laughs> Wasn't that fucking wonderful, by the what way? What a fucking brilliant fucking, like, just magnificent. And that's the thing. Any of you who are like, well, I'm not sure about Lions anymore, just fucking just watch that anytime you're feeling that way and take yeah. the lead from AWJ. <laughs> I've already gifted it. Just the I don't give a fuck bit is going to be my default response for everyone for the next five years, I think. To be honest, the way I operate my normal life and my reaction to most things that are even slightly <laughs> emotional, I'll need that gift permanently. Yeah. When I'm sat crying at a TV advert, my kids are laughing. I'll just hold that <laughs> up and have a like, I don't give a fuck if people think I'm overly emotional. Yeah, wonderful stuff. And actually, yeah, for all that it might look like we, some of us have got a bad taste in our mouths as a result of it or what, what went around it. I think if you ask him the capture of the tour, he hasn't. He was like, this no. is... I'm upset, but this is a fucking wonderful thing. So, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Morgan gets in touch, Welshman in exile. He says, good win, Jones, turning Mal Herber into a big old pretzel until he had to go off. Yeah, he, as we mentioned a, a bit earlier. Epic. Scrum of the Earth said good was Finn Russell. He proved a lot of doubters wrong. Uh, yeah, no, I think, but uh, we covered that. He said, but shit mm. was the reason he had to come on early at all, and he's hoping that damn bigger isn't as hurt as he looked. Yeah. Yeah, that did not look good at all. Finally, the last good of the season goes to our man in in South Africa, Gary Gorge, who says, good is the fact we had a tour at all. Yes, it was a lot of shit. It probably shouldn't have happened, but we should celebrate the fact that it did. I think so as well. Exactly. Maybe the Lions, the real Lions tour is the friends we made along the way. As I said on Twitter, maybe the real Britain Irish Lions tour win was the people we call bastards on Twitter along the way. So, you know, but maybe we could forget all yeah. that. Well, here endeth the pod. Here endeth the two-year on-running series that was this season of the pod. It's been More emotional, episodes. Josh, I think. More we'll episodes never know. the season of MasterChef fucking Australia, I'll tell you what. More episodes than no, it hasn't got more episodes than Great British Menu. Nothing's got more no, episodes than Great British Menu. Never have that many. 
But it's been emotional, Josh. I couldn't have, thought, I couldn't have thought of a, a nicer person to have spent this strange old time with talking about rugby. Likewise, it's been a, a weird old two years. And yeah, you know, I feel like we've we've survived. So we have. We and so of all you out there. I know, nice everyone here. To spend it with, all of you out here. there. Thank you, you for still being on here. The back. The pods Indeed. have got longer and longer throughout this mad really time. Are. So that's yeah. just the, well, this is just who the we more are. That we, <laughs> the more that we sort of, is that this? God, Christ, is that it? Is it, you know, the tireder and the more sort of <laughs> spent we've got, just the longer we've gone on because it takes us longer to get to our fucking points. Everybody enjoy the rest of August. We Indeed, will be back enjoy the rugby. in September to preview a season with crowds and, well, we assume with Maybe, normality. Yeah. It's mad to think an inaugural Irk season. The Irk season, the Prem season. I think somebody, Matt, somebody mentioned. um, Somebody mentioned that I think four weeks is when the Premier Fifteen starts. The women's rugby season starts in a month, so that'll be happening pretty soon. So, uh, yeah. So there you go. Thank you, everybody. It's been been a pleasure. Everyone, it's uh, it will continue to be a pleasure. Enjoy your summer. Maybe we'll last till twenty twenty five. Who knows? Who knows? uh, Speak to you all soon. Take care. Have a lovely one, guys. Goodbye. Take care. Pick up your phone while driving, and you might need to be picked up from work. Break the speed limit, and you could be breaking plans with your mates. Leave L or N plates off your car, and you could be left getting taxis for the next six months. So ask yourself... Is it really worth it? Seven penalty points over three years will disqualify learner and novice drivers for six months. Steer clear of points and stay on the road. A message from the Road Safety Authority. Sports Social Podcast Network.